الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadil al-Shaykh al-Allama Imam Imam bin Baz rahimahullahu ta'ala. The book which is entitled Durus al-Muhammah li'amat al-Ummah. Important lessons for the general masses of the Ummah. We are on the section where the Shaykh is speaking about Shirk al-Azghar and he brings some examples of minor shirk in the last class we took some of those examples and we continue with the example that is mentioned here by the Shaykh Shaykh bin Baz ta'ala, where he mentions and to swear by other than Allah to swear by other than Allah like for example to swear by the Kaaba or to swear by the Prophet or to swear by a certain place or particular region or area or to swear by an individual or other than that. Sheikh Abdul Razak, he goes on to say and to mention, And it has been authentically reported on the Prophet that he said, the Prophet وسلم, he said what means and whoever swears by other than Allah then verily they would have committed disbelief or they will or they will have committed shirk. Naam, that whoever swears by other than Allah then verily they have committed disbelief or they have committed shirk, they have committed polytheism. So the Prophet وسلم, he called and he named and he categorized the swearing by other than Allah as kufr. And he also he named it as shirk and considered it and categorized it as polytheism with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to swear but other than Allah, then bila shak wa bila raib, it is from the most destructive and deadly of things that an individual can do because it is from shirk. It is from shirk, shirk al asghar. From shirk, shirk al asghar. The Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razak bin Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al Abad al Badr, Hafidhahumullahu Ta'ala, he goes on to say, Walakinnahu laysa shirk al akbar, and na qila min al millah. 
He said, but rather, or however, this type of shirk is not the major shirk, the type of which will remove an individual from the religion. But rather, it is only shirk al-asghar, it is minor shirk. Naam? But it's important to understand because the individual, they may understand or they may think that due to the terminology that is used to describe this type of shirk, meaning that is called minor shirk, or in Arabic, asghar, naam? they may deem it or underrate or yani, its danger. And they may think that it is not as dangerous as it really is in reality. Naam? So we don't want anyone to understand by saying it is not shirk al-akbar, but rather it is only shirk al-azghar, that that's to imply that there is something small about it. In reality, there is nothing small about it as aforementioned in previous classes, but rather it is only called minor shirk in comparison to the major shirk because of how dangerous and deadly the major shirk is. But it is not minor in any stretch of the imagination, but rather this form of shirk, the shirk al-asghar, it is worse than every other major sin. So the shaykh, he mentions, he says, shirk al-asghar akhbar min al-kaba'ir, that minor shirk, it is more dangerous than the rest of the major sins. Minor shirk, it is more dangerous than the rest of the major sins. So minor shirk, it is more dangerous and it is worse than fornication. Minor shirk, it is more dangerous and it is worse than theft, robbery, and stealing. Minor shirk, it is more dangerous than being undutiful and disrespectful to one's parents. Minor shirk, it is worse and it is more dangerous than murder. I want that to sink in. Since you understand how dangerous it is and you understand that minor shirk is not an option. If I were to ask you, is murder an option to just go out and discriminately kill people? Is that an option? You will say, no, that's not an option. Well, understand that minor shirk is worse than that. So if murder is not an option, then it should never, it should never be an option in your mind to commit murder. Uh, excuse me. If murder is not an option, now if murder is not an option, then it should never be an option in your mind to commit minor shirk. Never, never ever. Naam. Ala kulli The Shaykh goes on and he says, He said that the danger of minor shirk is tremendously dangerous. Tremendously dangerous. Not a little bit, not slightly, uh, but tremendously dangerous. It is not an easy affair. And for this, Qala ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu radiyallahu ta'ala anhu anhu Ibn Mas'ud he said la'an ahlifa billah kathiban ahabbu ilayya an ahlifa bighayrihi sadiqan Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he said that that I swear by Allah to a lie is more beloved to me than I swear by other than him to something that is truthful. I want you to listen to that statement again. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said that I swear by Allah to something that is a lie is more beloved to me 
then I swear by other than Allah to something that is truthful. Fanbur, the Sheikh he says, Fanbur fi kalamihi. Look at his statement. Wa'amal mawazina. Hatta yatadiha laka al kalam. Bishakil akbar. He said, Contemplate. Look at his statement. Weigh his statement. Assess his statement. So that it be so that it may become clear to you, it may become clear to you, yani, uh, the magnitude of his speech may become clear to you the magnitude of his speech. And I want you to reflect on that. The Shaykh he mentions he says, "Faman yahnifa kaadiban because whoever swears by Allah to something that is a lie, then in that action he would have brought two things together. In that action he would have brought two things together." Hasana was singiah. He would have brought together something that is good, and he would have brought something that is bad. So if you swear by other than Allah, if you swear by Allah to something that is a lie, then you would have brought something good, and you would have brought something bad. You would have done something good, and you would have done something bad. To put it in another terms, ma'am. So what is the thing that is good? Again, we're talking about swearing by Allah. To something that is a lie. Okay? So what's the good thing that you brought there? The good thing, Al-Hasana, Al-Hasana, Hasana At-Tawheed, Hasana At-Tawheed. The good is the good of Tawheed because you have brought the Tawheed by swearing by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Naam? You would have brought the Tawheed and the good thing, and that is by swearing by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So now what's the bad thing that was brought? The sayyi'ah is what? Sayyi'atul kadhib. Then you would have brought the sin of lying. You would have brought the bad deed of lying. Naam? Tayyip. Bil muqabil. Now let's look at the other scenario. Fi qasam akhar. Let's look at the other scenario and the other affair. Any aydan indahu hasana wa sayyi'ah. At the same time, it also contains something that is good and something that is bad. It also contains doing something good and doing something bad. What's the good thing? Let's start with the good thing. What's the good thing? The good thing, the hasana, hasana to sidq. It is the good thing of being truthful. Right? Because in the other scenario, an individual swears by other than Allah, but to something that is true. Okay. So in that scenario, what's the good thing? The good thing is that they told the truth. Naam, and telling the truth is a good thing. But, but what's the bad thing in this scenario? The bad thing in this scenario, by swearing by other than Allah to something that is true, the bad thing is what? to shirk is that they would have brought the bad deed, they would have brought the sin of shirk, of polytheism. And there is no doubt that the good of Tawheed, the good deed of Tawheed, that it is better and it is greater, is more magnificent than what? Than the good deed of telling the truth. So with Tawheed, if you were to compare the Tawheed and telling the truth, right? The good in Tawheed is better and greater than the good deed of telling the truth. Now let's compare the bad deeds. Naam. Wasiyyatu shirk. 
أشد وأعظم من سيئات من من سيئات الكذب. And the bad deed of shirk of polytheism, then it is worse, it is greater and more heinous than the bad deed of lying. Now, than the bad deed of lying. So now, when you look back to this scenario, now maybe we will understand a little better why Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, why he said, now, so you would have understood better why Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, why he said that to swear by Allah to something that is false is more beloved to me than to swear by other than Allah to something that is true. Layyib. The Shaykh goes on and he says, فَأَوَّلْ حَصَّلَ أَفْضَلَ الْحَسَنَاتِ وَاتَّقَى أَشَدَّ السَّيِّئَاتِ So in the first statement, that is, by swearing by Allah to something that is a lie, you would have reached and accomplished the better of the good deeds and you would have escaped and protected yourself from the worst of the evil deeds. Naam. So that's that's why yani, um, he mentioned this particular statement, not to say or to encourage individuals to swear by Allah to something that is a lie, but to show the magnitude of swearing by other than Allah and how dangerous it is. To show the magnitude and the gravity that by swearing by other than Allah is something that is tremendously dangerous. Naam. And we have to understand this, especially being that from the culture that we are from, where people are given to swearing by other than Allah, and it becomes natural and easy to them. How this is something that the children, they learn from when they are on the playground, to swear by other than Allah. Now, whether it be swearing by their mothers or their fathers or their grandmothers or grandfathers or so on and so forth. Now, people become accustomed to doing this. They say something and to ascertain whether or not it is truthful then the other children will tell them swear by so and so from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so as to confirm the validity and truthfulness of what you're saying so the children learn from a very young age from these kuffar from these kuffar children they learn what they learn polytheism they learn shirk and this is why we have to be seriously seriously reconsider sending our children to public schools for those who send their children to public schools this is something that I urge you to seriously reconsider because despite what you may think you are gaining from having your child go and receive such education in such a particular place you don't know all of the dangers that your child are going to be exposed to if not from the teachers from the other pupils from the students you don't know the danger that your children are going to be exposed to. And the reality of it is, is that some of these dangers are not dangers in which your child may even perceive as being dangerous. So they may not mention them to you. They may not tell you anything about it. They may not inform you anything about yani, um, these things that they are coming across, so on and so forth, in the likes of these classes. So this is just something for us to think about and to contemplate on. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Because bila shakku bila raib. We have to put the protection of our children and make it an utmost uh, priority as parents. The, the Shaykh, he goes on and he says, 
في خطورته عند من يعني عند من دخول الطرق نعم دخول الطرق المنحرفة والإغال في التعظيم الأولياء والغلو فيهم He says, and this affair becomes even more dangerous. يعني عندما دخل for the one who enter into these different orders, right? These different astray orders and groups of individuals who commit all types of extremism in in their veneration of their awliya, and they are and they go to the extremes and are excessive in their praise and over praise and veneration of their awliya of their so called saints. وَأَنَّ بَعْضَهُمْ To the extent that you will find that some of them إِذَا حُلِّفَ مِنْ وَلِي That some of them, if they swear by one of their saints لَا يَحْلِفُ إِلَّا صَادِقًا They will only swear in the name of their saint to something that is true وَإِذَا حَلَفَ وَإِذَا حَلَفَ بِاللَّهِ لَا يُبَالِي But if they make an or if they swear by Allah they pay no attention to it Meaning that what? That they'll swear by Allah to something that is false. Now, they'll swear by Allah to something that is untrue. But when it comes to their awliya, they only swear in their name to something that is true. Now, they will never swear in the name of their wali to something that is wrong, something that is false. But when it comes to swearing by Allah, whether it's true, whether it's false, they don't pay no attention, they have no concern for them. Even if it is incorrect, even if it is a lie, they will still swear by other than Allah. And this is because of the exaggeration and the strength that this person has in his heart for venerating this particular saint or his saint. For this person, the veneration he has of his saint that he will never swear by something that is false in the name of his saint but he'll swear by something that is false in the name of Allah or by Allah to that something that is false and it's important for you to understand because it is possible it is possible like was aforementioned in Riyadh and the like it is possible that swearing by other than Allah could move from being shirk al-asghar and turn in to shirk al-akbar it's possible it's possible that it can become shirk al-akbar because the reality is that no one is going to reach major shirk without first going through minor shirk so the way the shaitan is going to get you to make major shirk is the what is to get you accustomed to minor shirk and then he'll get you to do the major shirk and you have to understand that the shaitan his plot he doesn't he doesn't come you know with the end of the plot in the beginning but rather he builds you up he or rather we should say he breaks you down he breaks you down until now he gets you to totally destroy yourselves so this is something that we have to understand so the shaykh he mentions he says he said that the minor shirk it could magnify and increase until it becomes major shirk the type of which will expel a person from the religion and with yani, Allah's aid is sought from that 
المحلوف به تعظيما أشد من تعظيم الله. He said, and this is when the person who, يعني, is making this, the person who is, uh, يعني, swearing, the thing that they swear by, they venerate it more than they venerate Allah. They venerate it more than they venerate Allah. نعم. أو تعظيما مساويا لتعظيم الله. Or they venerate it like they venerate Allah. So either they venerate it more than they venerate Allah, like these extreme grave worshipping individuals from Sufiya, who they will swear by Allah to something that is true, and they will swear by Allah to something that is false. But when it comes to their awliya, no, they will never swear yani, to, by their awliya to something that is false. They only swear uh, by their awliya to something that is true. So these are like these individuals, they are those who have more veneration for their awliya than they have for Allah. Now, they have more reverence for their awliya than they have for Allah. So in that type of situation, now the swearing by other than Allah turns from shirk al-asghar, from minor shirk, into what? Into major shirk. Into major shirk. Now, The Shaykh goes on to mention Another example of minor shirk, and that is, yani, this is what Imam bin Baz he mentions. He says, And the statement, Allah has willed, and so and so has willed. Naam? By the will of Allah and the will of so and so. Uh, Abdul Razak he mentions فَقَدْ حَذَّرَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ But the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he warned against this لَمَّا سَمِعَ رَجُلًا يَقُولُ When he heard a man saying مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشِئْتْ As Allah willed and you willed فَقَالَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَجْعَلْتَنِي وَاللَّهِ عَدْلَ Have you made me equal with Allah? Or يعني, uh, in, in another Niddan, in another narration it comes Niddan, Aja'antani lillah Niddan, have you made me with Allah a rival? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi instructed him, Qul Allah wahda, then say as Allah wills only. That's it, just say as Allah wills only. Don't add and so and so, and you and this, no, as Allah wills only. And this is because the well in the Arabic language, so that you understand, right? This is because the well in the Arabic language, Mutlaqa al Musawa, then. And in general, it makes all things equal. Now, in general, it makes all things equal. The well, it makes all things equal. There is no, um, there is no order that is understood from it, as opposed to bichilaf thumma. Now, thumma, you understand in order. So if I said dakhla Muhammad thumma Ali, if I said Muhammad came in and then Ali, then we understood that what the Ali came in before Muhammad. But if I said Dakhla, Dakhla, Muhammad, wa Ali, if I said Muhammad, wa Ali, they came in, then you don't understand that there was an order. Muhammad could have came in first, then Ali. Or Ali could have came in first, then Muhammad. Or they could have stepped through the door at the same time. You know, it doesn't give you, yani, you don't understand from it any type of order when you use well. Well does not give you an understanding of any type of order. Whereas, thumma, it gives you an understanding of an order that this happens. And then after it, the other thing happens. Dakhla Muhammad, thumma Ali. Muhammad came in, then Ali. That makes sense? 
طيب. So when a person says Allah wills by يعني it was as Allah and you wills then they're making it equal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa iyadu billah as opposed to when the shaykh he mentions he brings a benefit he said if a person says that it was as Allah willed then someone else the shaykh he says then there is no problem with this it is as Allah willed then somebody else now then so and so he said this is no this is no problem because we know that no will will supersede the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all wills will follow the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will not have willed it except that Allah already willed it Naam. so no will will supersede the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but all wills follow the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is why in this particular construction why because you understand from it at tarakhi meaning that there is an order there is a descending order that this thing happened first then the other thing happened and so on and so forth but and then Shaykh bin Baz he says and other than that other than that from other statements that also will meet this criteria and fall into shirk al-asghar because there comes a narration on Ibn Abbas in Allah Ta'ala's statement and do not set up rivals with Allah and you know do not set up rivals with Allah and you know better he mentions in the explanation of this ayah from Surah Al-Baqarah in this ayah 22 Al-Andad huwa shirk That Andad it is shirk Naam Yani akhfa min dabib al-namil Fi ala safatin sawda Fi dhulmat al-layn That it is that which is more hidden Than the moving ant The moving ant That is on a black smooth rock That is on a black rock in a dark night in a dark night that is harder to see it's harder to perceive so it's very easy that people are falling to it which would inshallah ta'ala uh will come to see more about this and to get more into depth as relates to this ta'ala. but for now but for now ibn abbas of the allah ta'ala and huma he mentions he says well who are and it is that a person will say wallahi they will say by Allah and by your life ya fulan by Allah and by your life o fulan hayati and by my life they will swear by their, by their lives or they will say wa kalbu lusus or they will say if it wasn't for this dog of mine the, the burglars, the robbers were the king. If it wasn't for this dog, the robbers were the king. The thieves would have come. Now, I want you to reflect on this. Now, because this is stuff very easy to fall into. How many people say things like that? If it wasn't for the low jack, they would have they robbed my car. If it wasn't for the alarm system, they would have robbed my car. If it wasn't for the camera, they would have broke in. SubhanAllah. Really? 
No, it's all by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But just something like, you know, said like this, a person may not even think too much about his statement, they will have fallen into shirk. And this is why he described that he described it. It is like that black ant that's crawling, that, that black ant crawling on a black rock in the yani, uh, uh, in, in, a, in an extremely dark night. So in other words, understand this, right? If I were to tell you, I want you to find the black ant. So you understand better, Yanni, uh, this statement in this phrase. If I were to tell you, I want you to find the black ant, okay? But now, the black ant is going to be on a black rock, okay? And it's going to be on a night that's a moonless night, right? Cloud cover, moonless night, no light. So it's hard to find. And what makes it even more harder to find is that what? Is that the ant is not stationary. It keeps moving. It's not, it's not in one spot. Because see, if it's in one spot, maybe with time, you know, you might be able to find it. Your eyes adjust a little bit, and then, okay, here we go. But no, it's it's moving. It's moving constantly. So it's very hard to identify. It's very hard to, you know, to, to narrow down on when it's moving like this. And and likewise, is the likes of this of this shirk is that it's very hard. It's very hard, and an individual has to know their aqidah well. They have to know their aqidah well so that they benefit. Naam, so that they benefit. Naam, but... Also, I want you to I want you I want you to reflect because there is a statement that comes in the Western culture that enters into this and is of extreme danger, right? Enters into this and is from extreme danger. It's when a person will say to a parent that they have given their child such and such a characteristics. You ever hear that before? Where they will say, you know, uh, this is what their mother gave them, right? Or this is what their father gave them. This is what they got from this. The reality of it is, is that who creates us? Who shapes us and forms us in the womb? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did your mother, your father have anything to do with yani, how you were shaped? What sex you were? The complexion of your skin? The texture of your hair? That, you know, anything like this? No, they have none of that. They have none of that. <clears throat> you understand? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has created you and who has shaped you and who has fastened you. So on, uh, yani fastened you so on and so forth. So it's important for us to understand the likes of these things and that we do not attribute yani, things to others that should be rightfully attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the fact that the robbers didn't come, it was by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because no dog was there. You understand? Not because no dog was there. Although having the this the uh, uh, you know security dog is from the means, having an alarm system, nah, it's from the means. But we understand the means are just the means. They are not the they are not the fruition of that particular uh, uh, endeavor. But rather the tawfiq is from Allah subhanahu wa taala. The success that something comes to fruition or not, yeah, or that it comes to fruition, this is from Allah subhanahu wa taala. If it doesn't come to fruition, this is by Allah taala's decree. Everything is by qadr. Naam. طيب. Also, the statement لولا البط في الدار لأتانا لصوص. If it wasn't for the bat, and the bat is you know is the duck. Right, it's a duck or a goose or whatever. Right, this is the buck. So they say, if it wasn't for the buck in the dar, then the robbers would have come. So the people, yani, you may say, what does that mean? Because it's, it's something inside the house that makes noise. It's something inside the house that makes noise. Perhaps people would uh, think someone is home because something's moving around. Maybe it's making this duck noise or what have you. So it would give the impression somebody's home. So robbers, they like easy targets, so they skip it. Now, was it because the buck was in the house? No, I mean, it was by the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was by the tawfiq 
of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having the, uh, the, the, the duck there, yeah, this is from taking the means. It's like people when they leave, they leave the light, they leave a light on or something like this to give the impression someone is home. But that's just from what taking the means. Because how many places have gotten robbed that had guard dogs? How many places have gotten robbed that left the light on? How many places have gotten robbed that had sophisticated security systems? The reality of it is, is that if Allah has written that this is going to happen, it's going to happen. That's it. If Allah has not written that it, that it for it to happen, it's not going to happen. Whatever Allah wills is, whatever he does not will, then it is not. You understand? So everything is by the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and never understand or think that it is the means within, within themselves that bring about or do anything. The means with and by themselves do nothing. Outside of, we have to establish what is wajib and doing the means. But whether something comes to fruition or not, all of that is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. It's important for the mu'min to reinforce themselves with this, with this reality and to teach their children this because this is of extreme importance. This is a life lesson that they need in order to be successful. And then he also mentioned, he says, and the statement of a man to his companion, MashaAllah, wa shit, as you and Allah willed. Billah. And a person saying, If it wasn't for Allah and so and so. Don't add Fulan to it. If it wasn't for Allah and so and so. Don't add so and so to it. Why? Because in reality, so and so had nothing to do with it. Whether they were there or not there, if Allah had willed it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Whether they were there and Allah willed it's not going to happen, you know what's going to happen? It's not going to happen. You understand? So don't add Fulan. Fulan has nothing to do with anything. Why? All of this is from shirk. All of this, it is from shirk. So it is a comment that we fortify and reinforce ourselves in our aqidah and our beliefs because the aqidah is from that which will shape the whole of our lives and then the shaykh rahimahullah uh, ta'ala he goes on to mention more about this section but inshallah ta'ala we will save that until the next class فَنَتَّفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا